Hello and welcome to The Trials, the new system playtest actual play podcast from the RPG Academy. I am Michael and this is The Trial of Faith, a sci-fi RPG from Burning Games, episode number three, Knock Yourself Out. In this episode, our characters, Nadia, our ship's captain and pilot, played by Matthew, Rimgo, our human muscle, played by Scott, and Ying, our hacker, played by myself, continue to explore the derelict ship heading to the engine room where we hope to restore full power and be able to plunder the riches of this vessel. We learn a valuable lesson when playing a new game. Read your damn character sheets! Fortunately, our uh, GM Carlos was willing to give us a few more hints than we deserve. But was it enough? Find out in our final episode of The Trial of Faith, episode number three, Knock Yourself Out. I'm going to say that the scene is going to finish now, so everyone draws up seven cards. Do we dis- discard our current hand and draw new, or just up two? Use up two. Okay. If I played a card for initiative, but I never had a turn, do I discard my initiative card still? Yes. Goodbye, seven. Hello, new cards. So we are all back to seven cards, human up to eight. Correct. And uh, let's keep rolling. So basically, you, Jing, were trying to uh, hack the the hacker. Yep. So you connect to it. Um, sadly, you cannot do a physical connection. You don't see any ports, but you can try to hack through the link wave. Okay. I will use my link wave and try to hack. Okay. So it has a firewall of seven and plays two cards. So it's winning by default, so you have to play first. Okay. Um, I will start with a seven. That is a techno card. Good. Okay, so your action value now is 12. He plays a 2. Now he has to a 9. And he plays a 9 for a total of 18. All right, and I'm currently at a 12, so I need a 7 or higher. I have an 11. That is also a hacker's card or a techno card. So that puts me at a 23. Okay, so you hack into his, uh, uh, his computer, and basically it works like half uh, technological, half uh, biological, okay? Okay. And what you find out is some information about these species. Uh, it takes quite long because they're, the way they uh, they set up the information, the data, and all that is not something you are used to. They use a Mac and I'm an IBMer. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> so... What you discover is that these guys uh, belong to a species you were not aware existed, okay? These guys are basically a, a Darwinian species that is only interested in evolution. Uh, basically, what they do is they feed uh, from any organic creature they can find, and they, they keep the... A genetic information about those creatures, and when they go back to their mothership, uh, they have this huge bank of uh, DNA that they use to create new versions of themselves. Okay, so this species 
is trying to evolve continuously until perfection. And that's probably why everyone in the ship was eaten. Well, everyone you have found out. So can can they lay eggs in, in people's brains and then burst forward from from the chest of somebody, like in, in a in a chamber? Because we have this impression that, that one person who was sleeping in a chamber broke out and everyone else was broken into and murdered. Right. Yes. And and so do do we get the impression from their computer that they have the ability to like lay eggs in someone's chest that could then break out of their their sleep chamber? Or can they impersonate human beings or, or what's do we no, have no, a supposed no. method? We are not alien, uh the seventh uh, passenger. Uh, they use they use try to get the best genetic material they can uh, to evolve. Hmm. Hmm. But that means that uh, their species is not composed of one single kind of creature. They might be very different from each other. So it's still possible that one of these was hidden on board and then activated almost like a sleeper cell and then all this happened. Or it's possible those are unrelated and they found the ship derelict like we did and they were just checking it out. Yeah, maybe Renko is uh, a rubber because you found him. Yeah. I shoot him. <laughs> Not if I shoot you first. And eat you. <laughs> well, then I'm going to shoot you for shooting me and then we just get in an infinite loop. That's right. <laughs> All right. Okay. So tabling the infinite loop discussion, does, does, is there any point in interrogating these three creepy, creepy aliens at this point? Or should we just murder them well, before they come back? You have to bring them back from the coma. That would mean you have to kill them. It can take a while, and you are not sure you're going to speak with them. I think the data you found is the most useful thing you're going to get from them. Can we download everything from his digital brain, or do we actually have to sever his head and take it with us? I think Scott was hoping you'd say no to that. I know, more jam. All he right. just wanted to rip his head off and eat it like a bowl of cereal. So now that now that we've uh, taken that and we, we, we murder, to the best of our capability, all the sleepers, I think we... we, we I, want, I really want to see what this room was they were coming out of, what they were doing in it. The crew area? Yes. Well, going to the crew area... It is basically composed of a long corridor. Uh, in each side, you find the medical uh, bay and the technical bay, and then uh, different rooms. In these rooms is where uh, the crew sleeps. They use tie themselves to the wall. Basically, even even though this ship is super large, it is super large to bring cargo around. So actually, the crew is quite cramped together. There is not a lot of space. Everyone seems to be dead. The monsters probably were not hungry enough to eat their full bodies, so they, there's only this corpus whose face has been beaten off, or maybe the arm, just little parts of them. Okay? That seems so unnecessary. If they just need their DNA, they could take skin cell scrapings. They don't have to eat someone's face. These guys are DNA thieves and also jerks. <laughs> Well, they probably enjoyed it. So our decision to murder was probably the better one. I enjoyed that, mm-hmm. so, you know, we're tit for tat. Uh, so so th- there's nothing really of interest then in here, it seems like? Uh, the only thing is the, the captain's room, which is like twice as big as the other rooms. Oh, is, is the captain in it, or has his face been eaten? Is most of him in it? You don't know, you have to open the door. 
Oh, uh, the door is closed. That's positive. Is it locked? It is not locked. I open the door. Okay, you open the door. Um, you have basically a desk. Uh, everything is uses magnets to be kept around or uh, strings. There is a bed, you can call it that, basically a place where he ties himself to a wall, and a closet. I check the closet. Okay, when you open the closet, something or someone comes out of it. Yeah. And this something of someone uh, falls on your arms, and is a human badly bleeding out. Oh, dear. Uh, first aid or second aid, depending on how late we are. is <laughs> um, quite badly in- injured. You said the medical bay was in here. Can we put him in one of those Star Wars tanks of water where just your mouth and crotch are covered? You can, but there is no energy going on. Oh, God. Um, um, can we take a part? We'll always come back, back to the energy crisis. Yeah. yeah. The, the you have to solve we, we, we disassemble our friend's jetpack to power up the medical tank? Absolutely uh, not. Was... We, <laughs> we, we drag him back through the airlock to our ship, which has its own medical tank? Mm. Probably take less time than just assembling your jetpack, right? Uh, Is the person who's bleeding out in a spacesuit? No. So they're well, kind of dead and warm. the airlock tricky. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I motion to start disassembling your jetpack because we, we want to know what the captain knows, or at least say. We want to ask him something. So he's like, like, well, wait, wait, he's, he's conscious. Something. He's going to say, yeah, "Who cusp, are you guys?" Cusp of death. Okay. Um. We're here to rescue you. Where, where, where do you come from? What happened with those creatures? We've fought them off. Do you know how many there were? We, we, we destroyed four of them, but we're afraid there might be more on the ship. Uh, I have no idea. I just woke up when one creature was trying to eat my face, and I fought it off, and I tried to escape here. I just hid on the closet. I've been hearing noises. You won't believe what kind of noises for the past few hours. We believe it. What um is, is this person in the captain's uniform? No. Corvo uh, uh, normally don't have human captains, and they usually don't put them in cryostasis state. Cryostasis state is basically like just keeping the soldier humans off, so they don't fight. They don't need to to keep them entertained while they they fly around, because ships normally don't come into any conflict, so maybe these humans have been in cryostasis for 20 years without being woken up, okay? Do you have any idea how you got here? Your ship is just adrift in space. Uh, I have no idea. What what year is it? Well, so, I, I, I blurred out the year blank plus two to see the look on his face. He says, oh my god, I've, I've, been, I've been out for about 10 years now. Ha <laughs> ha! We have a black president now. <laughs> black Corvo president. Space president. Black space president. Oh, sorry, yes. He's in the space house. Well, the medical bay is not powered up. Is there anything we can do for you? Last rights or, uh, you know, a, a letter home? Do you want us to phone somebody and say we're sorry? I don't think anyone I know is still alive. Yeah, most of them were assholes anyway. Start over. Man, this is a real bummer. This is really getting into me and back into my unhappy place with the whole being in a similar situation to this guy. I don't no, uh, no, no. take hugs, a smoke break hugs, somewhere. Hugs. 
Yeah, maybe you'll find new friends and new family and become space adventurers. Don't give up. Yeah, uh, join our I'm, crew. Heal yourself somehow. I, I have to warn you. These things, they, they, they see, they see uh, ultra, um, they, they can see uh, infrared. One of, one of the crews, the, the captain, he had a, a stealth suit. He could make himself invisible, but they found him, and they killed him anyways. Hmm. He should be floating around this room. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I cannot see him. There's just a lot of strawberries floating around. Can you fight? If, if we get you a gun, can you help us? Can I help you what? Fight. Uh, well, he, he is badly bleeding out. So you can either try to save him or he's going to, to die. Well, he's not the captain. So we don't have to worry about him being mad when we take his stuff. Um, I don't want to just kill him. I'd like to at least try to help him. Yeah. Okay. Who has medical jetpack? Who has the highest medical skill? Oh, there's a medical skill. Do we, do we didn't need the, the jetpack after all. Mine is zero. Uh, so mine is zero. I have a two, and I used to be a doctor, so I'm going to go ahead and say I have the highest medical skill. Matthew's stopping oh. us from doing anything, from disassembling the jetpack, from saving this guy with medical skill. Those aquatic uh, alien races are jerks, too. <laughs> we are loveless creatures. Okay. If I get We've a chance to shot, save him, so understand love. <laughs> I was going to say, could I use my adre- uh, adrenaline shot on him to save him? Yes. Actually, you have very low chances of saving him without using that. Okay, well then I would like to do that. But if you use it, you will lose it forever. You only have one. Always but, making oh, hard but, decisions. But your god will be very happy with your sacrifice. Your, I I thought he would uh, be. And that's why I'm doing it. And, and also, okay. since, since we, we still haven't rescued our robot, this gets to be the new guy who opens doors and disables traps. Right. Until we get 1812 back. You can save his life, but he won't be doing anything for a few days. What? Walk it off. Or float it <laughs> off. We're in space. Are we doing this? Yes. Okay. So basically, how wounds operate is they play, they play as many cards as points of damage they have up to three, and every point of damage over three becomes an advantage, okay? So this guy had five points of damage, but because you used the adrenaline shot, you took three points of damage away from him. So he will play two cards against you, okay? Okay. So you use medical, which is normally used with mine. Uh, Medical, which is mine, okay. This guy plays two cards. The first one is an 11. Okay, and I would like to play a 12. Okay. A 12 of space, if that matters. You can draw a card because of that. Excellent. That's what I wanted to hear. He plays a 5. Well, the wound plays a 5. For a total of 16. And I get to play one more card? Yes. Mine too. I would like to play a 7. A seven of uh, internet. <laughs> okay, that's enough for you to beat the wound. So this guy is out of harm's way. You have been remembering the little things you learned in college. Yes. Um, getting over uh, your hatred for this uh, profession. Uh, you saved the guy, but he's out now. He's basically fainted. Okay. Good. 
He's in a better place. Um, would uh, <laughs> would 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 Remco be be uh, able enough to wear him as backpack until he wakes up? Well, you're in G zero, so he waits zero. Get a rubber band and and you know tether him to myself or something, some sort of stretchy rope or you know a net or one of those sleeping beds. I can drag it behind me with the bed. Nothing, nothing bad can happen with that plan. <laughs> it's better than leaving no, him here. For help, like for help him in our ship to steal it from us. Well, he can't get to our ship because he doesn't have a spacesuit. Oh right, right, right. So yeah. So anyway, we, well, if we need to find us a spacesuit. That would be good. I almost think we should just leave him here, put him back in the closet, write a note that says, "You're not dead. When you wake up, wait here. We'll be back." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you we, don't right. de- we don't have to deal it's not a, a was it the type of quest the escort quest where we gotta worry about him getting shot all the time although uh, I'm, I'm okay with the idea of putting him back in the closet but there is one uh, little asterisk that now that he's out I will express like, I kind of want to keep an eyeball on him because if these things can see heat signatures you know heat would seep readily out of a closet they should have seen and that he was in there and so I kind of think that he's a uh, double agent or has been bitten, or is about to have some sort of chest face hugger thing burst forward from him and sneak and kill us. No, the face hugger attaches to him to give him the chest thing. He's already a ticking time bomb. Right. So, so I, I, I think if we keep an eye on him, we can at least watch and see, and be horrified and right. attacked is, from behind right at the critical moment. Is there a spacesuit we can put him in? You find spacesuits in the deck room. Oh, good. We, yeah, we, we sleeve him into a spacesuit and make sure it has air and things, and then at least when his chest bursts, it'll be contained within that thing. Okay, so you wear him as a backpack. Yep. Okay. That's going to give you an, a disadvantage for all the agility actions you perform, I'm going to tell you. That oh, okay, then can I just drag him behind me on a little leash? He will probably hit everything. and, and <laughs> Bleeding it's, out it's, again. Is, is is it a hard shelled spacesuit or or soft? I like soft. soft. Yeah, son of. For a... some reason, there's now steps in the space space uh, spaceship right, that's going down we, them we just back in the closet. This isn't worth it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we, we write a note that says you're not dead. Stay here. P.S. If you're an alien, we'll kill you, and then we just lock <laughs> him in. Yeah, yeah, sure. So you leave him behind with one note. You can put it on his uh, forehead if you want. We put it on the inside of his space suit visor. <laughs> Dear sir, thank you for surviving. Please don't get out of the space suit. We may have screwed up so bad there's no longer atmosphere in the crew quarters. Sincerely, hug, some random jerks. You can hug the space suit and you, a, a video can come up. <laughs> some, some random space murder hobos. Excuse you. Yes. 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 So uh, we, we, we hope our way down toward the engine room. Are there any other distractions before we get there and turn everything back on? Well, you see this super long corridor, 400 meters long. There's six doors, three to each side, and they take you to the control rooms to control the, the big um, container. Okay? And at Where? the end of the corridor, there is the last door. I will take you into the engine room. When we were outside, it, 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 we would have seen if the containers were here or or gone, right? Yeah, they they all all, all of them are there. Oh, I, I guess we didn't ask him what the cargo was, so we could peek in and see. 
Yep. I peek in and see. Okay. Uh, so the first four are empty. So the ship was probably going to pick up cargo. So when you go to pick up the five, fifth board, uh, it's basically just in front of the six. And you see that the, the last door is broken. Uh-oh. Mm. Broken in or broken out? Broken out. Yeah, Ooh. so these creepy things were cargo. Um, okay, I say let's not go down there. I, I say let's restore power and jettison that cargo container from the control room. I like that idea, right? Or good, go out to our move. ship and blast it with our blasty lasers on the ship. Uh, you don't have blasters or anything like that in your ship. You have a civilian ship. Uh, no. Well, all you right. Well, all crew of a starting characters. Well, then, then we use the best weapon any spaceship actually has, which is the engine. Right? It's designed to throw extremely hot plasma out at a high velocity to propel us forward. Well, we can easily put that against the hull of that container and melt it apart, destroying it, and uh, yeah, hopefully not evacuating the crew quarters of any air. I, I, I think that uh, sounds like a good plan. I mean, what's the salvage value of whatever that could be? It's not like gold bullion that broke out of there. Uh, I don't know if that would work, because if you turn on the, the engines, wouldn't you fly off? Oh, yeah, but, but, but uh, you know, we thrust her right up next to it. We turn on the engines, and we, we yeah, we start going away, but at the same time, we're melting. Uh, make, might take a couple of tries. I don't know. <laughs> be a tedious waste of time, but I think it's a lot I'm safer a, than walking in there. I'm a crack pilot. I'm a crack pilot. We're fine. <laughs> I think... I think in like five days you can make it. We what if what if we accelerate toward the ship and then flip our ship around <coughs> and then decelerate with our engine into it so that we get a long hot burn of plasma straight into it, right? Right? Perfect. How about, how about I just take fifteen minutes and I invent something like <laughs> time travel because that's just as simple, and then we will time travel. Yeah, I'll, I'll just, invent a plot hole gun. We'll use the plot hole to rip a hole in the hull. So we either just shut the door and go past it, or we open it. Or, as the captain, I say go down to the fucking engine room and restore the ship. Okay, okay. while these guys are discussing, Michael uh, takes a look at his uh, Lingwave radar, and he sees that there is one uh, device uh, basically moving inside the, the six uh, cargo. The six container. Oh man! It's moving around, up and down. There, there has to be jettison controls somewhere, right? Uh, basically, what you can do is get into the control room and deattach the the cargo. Okay. What if what if we uh, go go EVA around to the outside, go next to the control room, and let our hacker friend use his Lingwave to hack into the control? Oh, it doesn't have any power. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Pretty much, we have to get to the engine room first, so let's yes. just go quietly, yep. and maybe yep. it won't notice us. Good call. Quietly, okay. and try not to be hot. So you go into the engine room, and you see that the lights are on. Basically, whoever designed the backup power realized that probably they needed power in this area if they wanted to restore the main power. Uh, so the lights are on, but the engines themselves are off. Mm. So you float mm -hmm. towards them, 
Uh, you're going to close the door behind you. Someone is going to stay guarding the door. Yes. I'm, I'm not worth a damn in anything else. I will close and guard the door. You will close it behind you? or? Yes. Close and okay. guard. So there's a little hole on the door. Well, not a hole. A window uh, through which you can look and see what's going on in the corridor. Perfect. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll stay there and look, and they'll take care of turning the lights and engines and powers back on. Yes. It's just a hand crank. We'll be done in a couple seconds. Oh, um, I, I do suggest to them on their... Well, anyway. You know, were, 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 the, were the alien things in spacesuits that we saw? Nope. Did, 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 did we get data out of their data recorder to say that they require oxygen to live? Or, or um, nitrogen or some other component of air? Yeah. Uh, well, these guys, they basically power up a little bit. Uh, like, they can be charged because they, like, half of their bodies are, are basically machines. And they use batteries, basically. Oh. So, so they don't require air. They could probably use air instead. You don't know. It depends how, how much the main, the main ravager, the one that creates them, how versatile he wants them to be. Because he can create them however he wants. Hmm. Well, then, then I, I will propose to my comrades that, that as an alternative to turning the engines on right now, we can hike all, the, well, float, float hike, all the 400 meters back up this endlessly long hallway, open up, o- override the controls in our still-powered control room to open up the airlock, and uh, breach the air out of the entire living quarters, except for the guy in the closet, who we've already rescued, and hope that it might affect the creepy thing that's moving around in the storage room and whatever might be with it. So we went down the endlessly long hallway to turn back and go back down the endlessly long hallway. It's an idea. Or we could just turn on the engines and shoot them in the face when they walk out into the endlessly long hallway. Because it's like going to take up a long time yes, to walk much, from that end to ours. Much better plan. Yes. Much better Remco, can you leave the thinking to us, please? Jesus Christ, just fucking... Just, just do your job. Okay. I, All right. I ready to, yeah. So I'm looking around trying to figure out what I have to do to restore power to, this, to the whole ship. So it's quite simple. Basically, someone uh, turned everything off. So it's as simple as uh, just turning things on again. All right, I'll start flipping breakers. Okay. While you are doing that, and when you are almost finished, uh, Renko, who is looking uh, through the window, sees how Corvo comes out of the four cargo station. I I see what come out of it? A Corvo. What I am. A crew member. Yeah, one of the humans. Uh, In a spacesuit or in a... Uh, He is not wearing a spacesuit. Is, so is he, he armed? He doesn't look armed. He looks like probably a technician, someone who worked here. Hmm. You didn't see him when you walked into the fourth control room, so he was probably inside the cargo itself. And being so huge, you missed him. So mm-hmm. this guy walks out of it and runs into the one across and enters it. That's weird. Goes from one cargo space to another cargo space. Yes. That's not creepy at all. No, not at all. Yeah, no, the other thing. Com- creepy as fuck. <laughs> okay. Uh, so. Uh, all right, I guess we let him 
hang out with the cargo while we flip the rest of the things on. Okay, so just as you turn on the energy, you hear a loud noise, and the cargo that he just went into deattaches from the ship. Save yourself. That's not good. Wait, why is that not good? He's, it's like a makeshift lifeboat, right? Apparently. Or he's trying to steal all the space meth or whatever they're trucking around. Well, you know that in the fourth uh, place, and the, in the one he entered, there's nothing in it. Yeah, I was going to say, it was empty. Yeah, so it's just a lifeboat. Reasonable and guess. Jean sees how the creature <clears throat> or the device, whatever it is on his uh, rudder, starts to move towards the corridor. Whatever it is, it's about to come out. If I had a nickel for every time I heard that. <laughs> No-brainer up and ready. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I open the door and prepare to shoot whatever tumbles out into the hallway. I think there, there should be, hopefully, around our little hatch, since uh-huh. I, I believe our hatch is right at the end of this 400-meter hallway. There's, there's probably a whole lot of room to volley rounds in this... Um, you know, no gravity environment down the hallway at whatever that thing is, right? So that that uh, that should be good. But that creature, well, that door is uh, the closest one to where you are. So it's oh. like 50 meters away. 50 meters. All right. Well, so it's, we get a little bit of time before it eats our faces. Good. So do you all run towards the door? Yes. Yep. Yes. Okay. So you run towards the door, and you see a huge hand made of maybe steel, you don't know. It's like very sharp fingers that comes out, grabs himself, and pushes himself out of the room. He looks towards the ship and towards the engine room. He sees you by the door, and he roars. It's a huge creature, probably three meters tall, and he looks quite dangerous. But he doesn't seem to be uh, carrying any weapons. Hmm. I think my diaper handgun just malfunctioned because I just pooped myself. Okay. Uh, Michael, I think you have the card, so maybe you want to show it to them as they cannot see my screen. This guy is called the Iron Skin. It's one of the red cards, one of the NPC cards. Iron Skin. Ooh. It has skin of iron. That, uh... Boy, those are a lot oh, of big on. numbers on the side of that thing. Yeah, those are. Yeah. That thing fits in the corridor? Yeah, just barely. Okay. Oh, I bet that doesn't have penalties to its agility when it's tumbling through the corridor. All right, <laughs> I, I, I believe we we start shooting and hacking and initiating and whatever we're going to try and do to defeat the horrible boss monster. Because okay. we're, so we're definitely stuck, right? It's a dead-end problem. We can't run away. We now can't hide. I will tell you a little bit about this creature. It basically has an armor value of 3. That means that it reduces damage by uh, physical damage by 3. So if your weapon does 3 points of damage, it will do nothing to him unless you get a death skip or a critical success. And he also has an EM seal. The EM seal reduces neural damage or plasma damage to half. But the EM seal can either be hacked or... You can turn off the energy that powers it with ACS ammunition. Renko's weapon can either shoot standard ammunition, which would be like your normal bullets, or you can shoot ACS ammunition, which is like 
small adhesive coil cells that get stuck to someone okay. and drain all the electricity from it. So, so I can shoot it with ACS ammunition, and then my friends can both neural tap it to try and knock it unconscious because there's no way I'm going to health damage it with my gun. Uh, you could do that, or uh, Michael could hack his EMC. Uh, there is different approaches to taking this guy out. Yeah, my thought is I give you the Doppler gun that does neural damage, and I will hack its shield off, and then you guys can both shoot it with neural weapons. Done. I, I love it. You sling it toward me, I catch it expertly in awesome pants. Everybody ready with their initiative cards? Okay. Mm -hmm. So, what we do now is play initiative cards. Okay. Oh, crap. I, I need to not go before Michael. Yeah. Can, can, can we delay uh, in this system? Yes, you can wait. Ah, good. So I can go can play awesome top tier cards. Let's do that. Okay. So in this situation, if I play a space card, that would be where I would draw another card for initiative? Well, or does yeah, that, it doesn't matter until we actually use it in an action. So you cannot draw until you choose the action. Got it. To another uh, environment. So when you choose your action is when you draw. Okay, I really want to go first because I want to try to get the shield down so they can shoot. But I only got two good cards, and if I use a good card for initiative, then that reduces the chance I will be successful. No, it used the same card for initiative that you used for your action, right? That's right, that's right, that's right. Okay, I'm good. I got my initiative now. I'm okay. Good too. All right, I have a 15. I have a 15. 13. I have a 12. Okay, I have a 15 and a 12. I'm missing one. Uh, two 15s. Two 15s. Okay, the two 15s go first, and they can choose the order. Michael. Yep, Zing, uh, Ying will go first because I want to try to hack that shield down. Okay. So the shield defense value is a firewall of 9, and he plays two cards. Okay? Okay. So he plays a 7, and he has a value of 16. What is your value? Uh, I'm right now sitting at an 18, because I have a 5, and my initial card was a 13. Okay. So he plays his second card, another 7, for a total of 23. So I need an 8 or higher. I have an 8. It's a space card. So uh -huh. that should... Give me one higher than him, 24. Okay, or 26. 26, actually, yeah. Yeah. Your uh, hacking would put uh, would take two energy points away from his seal, and the seal has three points. So you, need to, win by, you need to win by five points to turn it off. Okay, well then, instead of doing what I just did, I will use my other 13, which will mean I will win by five points. Okay. So that's enough for you to turn off his seal. It should be down. Fire, fire, fire. Where? Oh, God, fires in space are terrible. <laughs> no, shoot, yeah. shoot, shoot. All right. I uh, shoot, 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 as the case was. I, I have a 16 ballistics right now playing off my 11 initiative card, and that's a space card, so I draw another one. Okay. Uh, I think your handgun gives you a disadvantage because of the distance. Oh, it, it, I'm not using a handgun. I'm using their their brain taser. But I don't uh, I don't know what the range is on the brain tasers. Standard distance is one and a disadvantage. Oh, that's too bad. So okay. that means I only get to play one card. Yes. Ah, oh, well, I I guess at least I get I a good one. An, an okay one. It, it it is a 16 total, and that's apparently the only card I get to play. So this guy has a physical body of six and plays three cards. 
Okay, I'm just going to take a nap. He plays a 12, plays a 13, <laughs> and I'm going to leave it at that because that yeah. means he performs a critical success. Uh, he was more uh, mental health? He was dodging your attack uh, by throwing himself towards you. He pushes himself on the wall and flies like if he waited nothing towards you. Oh. Which isn't close. You do more damage and you don't have disadvantage, though. Mm, well, now. But now my turn's over. Yes. Well, it's his turn. turn. So, now, Nadia's turn. Oh, I, th I thought the monster was between us. Uh, the monster was between us, but because he confronted an action, he then takes his action. Uh... Yes. So going first is very useful if you want to pin down an important enemy, hmm. because you force him to do some kind of action against you. Otherwise, he takes damage. Hmm. Okay. So Nadia okay. goes now. Yep. This is going to be the saddest panda though move that we've ever done. So here we go. I okay. am going to take fire on this big scary monster. So you have one advantage because of your weapon. So he yes. he will play only two cards. What is your value right now? Right now my value is thirteen. Thirteen. So you played a ten. Yes. My so initiative. I will, play, I will play a Joker card from my hand. Ah. And your ten is a zero. So you are back at ballistics three. Um, I am. In physicals six. Can I use my judgment thing to change one of my cards? Uh, you could use it to change his card. If you change his Joker uh, into a zero. Well, you don't have a zero card, but you can ch change it into a one. Can I change his Joker into a one? I do have a one card. Then you should do that. I'm going to do that. That's by awesome. Er by Ergon's might, you suck. <laughs> So, you turn this Joker into a 1, his action now is a 7, and your action is still a 13, Excellent. but you take two, 2 points of neural damage, okay? I love that. I love it, yes. And now he will play his second card, which will be a 13 from my hand, for a total of 20. It's cool, man. You get another card, don't you? Yeah, I do. But you just have a lot of uh, other ones where that one came from? Maybe. When you played that one, don't you get to draw a card? No, because no, you just get to use the power. Ah, see. Damn. So I'm going to play my next card, and I'm going to hope that I'm wrong. But I'm going to play my next card that is a six of cities. Uh-huh. And it doesn't help me, does it? No. <laughs> You are you're stuck at 19 instead of 20. Oh, uh, yeah. Don't play it yeah. then, keep it. The only thing you could do to win is mm -hmm. play a hard card. Well, I'm not going to tell you. You have to figure it out. Ah! You have to get a better card. Do you have I'm nothing better than a 6? I have nothing better than a 6. Then just don't play a card and keep your crap 6. Or describe something. Role play better and get a, <laughs> an advantage. Uh, too late for that. We already started the action. Oh. Was in general. Do a better job. Can role play almost losing and failing and then coming back just in time? <laughs> Be Rocky. Role play Rocky. 
All right. Or, or Flash Gordon, where at the end of the episode he gets cut in half with the laser, but at the beginning of the next he jumped out of the way just in time. <laughs> no. All right. Okay, All right. Matthew, you suck. Move on. Wow. You just play a low card and draw a new one. Yeah, play a, low, play a card that's less than double your number. It won't help you, but you will get the draw with that. Good call. Oh, okay. So I will play a four. Uh-huh. And it'll let me draw a new card. Yes. So at least I'll be ready for next round, which this will be monster, my death saving throws. This monster keeps flying towards you, and now yep. he's about five meters away from you. Uh-oh. Next turn, he can basically cut someone out if he wants to. Mm-hmm. Quick, close right. the door. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, wrong number. <laughs> we don't want any. There's a guy in the captain's quarters in the closet. Get him first. All right. He has no weapons. He's filled with adrenaline. His brain shield will still be hacked down this turn, right? Yeah. He's still good. So can I do anything hacking at this point? Can I do anything additional to help, or do I need to start weaponizing myself? Uh, If you want to help, you can try to go first. and. Maybe add as a diversion, like put yourself in front of the monster so he kills you instead of the other ones. <laughs> no. but that's what, best but that's what Matthew was going to do. <laughs> do that. You can't do have that. Players, no, no, I got the rifle, guys. I'm behind both of you idiots. Uh, you can always try to go first and close the door and hope he cannot break it like he broke the other door. Yeah, that's probably not going to happen. Uh, but can but I at take least my... it wastes his action breaking the door. Yeah, sure. That's true. He would have to use his action to confront the the door. He's probably not going to play a high card on it, but but at the very least, yeah, that 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 saves him from eating your face off for a turn. Okay, so that will, I want to try to go high and close the door. And it means you play a high card. Uh, next the next time you confront him, you will have low cards only. Yeah, uh, you have to. That's right. Well, I can do something with a high card or do nothing with low cards, anyways, because I can't do anything unless. Can I switch guns with Matthew? Get or uh, yeah. Scott. Well, you could pick up the gun who that Scott is not using. So yeah, the the rifle, but it does health damage at most three, and that thing has three armor. Yep. You can always do that. Defensive success. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. I think my my play here is to. Go big and shut the door, and at least give them another round. <laughs> all right, I'm, okay. all right, I'm ready. Come in. Well, if you're, if you're going to do that, the other guys may want to play a low card. Uh, I, I was planning I, on it because because uh, that's all I got. Okay. I think I'm going to end up going before Michael. Uh, I assume we're not supposed to tell what our card is. That's secret. But I suspect yeah. I will go before Michael and shoot this thing in the face before he closes the door. Okay. So play your cards. Let's go for it. All right, I got a 16. I'm I got sitting at a 5. This guy has a 12. Yes. Good. So Scott goes first, shoot it in the face. I'll sh- then shut the door in his face. I have an 18 to shoot him in the face. Okay, that's good. So he gets to play. Uh, now you are close to him, so mm-hmm. I think your weapon doesn't have a disadvantage anymore. Correct. Oh, yay. So he plays three cards, and you play two cards. Mm-hmm. And he starts, right? Yep. So uh, he plays a Joker. Aww. That makes whatever card you just played a zero. Aww. Unless, unless Nadia takes, uses Judgment again. 
Ooh, Nadia will use Judd again. Wait, Body I can get more neural damage? Again. She faints. Do, do it. Do mm. it faint. Okay. How many mental wounds does this horrifying being from beyond have? Four points. So even if I get a decisive success... No, I could knock him out one in turn if I get a really, really good success. All right, yeah, do it. Okay, question before I do it, because yes. I don't want to be stupid. I can switch it with the three that I played for initiative, or no? No. Okay, can I play... If I switch it for a six, will that help, or no? Well, it, it, would... it helps more than it hurts. I'm... Okay. But you I just want to make sure it's not like, oh, forget it, he's still dead. Remember that that would mean you faint, so... Yes. Well, if he hits you when you, are, you have fainted, it won't hurt. So... <laughs> I'm going to... I'm going to see my Lord Ergon now. <laughs> You're simply doing it? Okay. Okay, I switch... I switch his Joker for a six. All right. Ergon. I have made proud. <laughs> and I pass out. Long okay. Way. So Nadia passes out, and the Earth skin has an action value of 12, and you have an action value of what? 18? Uh, 13 plus 5, yes. 18. So he has to play next. He plays an 8. Uh, he's now at 20. Uh, 18 versus 20. I really need a decisive success. I'll play a 12, the next highest card that I have. Bringing me to 5 plus 13 plus 12. 30. Okay. Yes. You have not used your special abilities yet. I recommend no. you to read them now because it might change everything. Uh, draw a card at the bottom of my card. No, that's my proficiency. That's confrontation. That's thou shalt not impose. My, my human traits. Uh... I have one advantage when they perform an action using athletics. I uh, I can drop to eight cards. I've used that all the time. I can take one physical damage at the end of an action. During an action, I play one additional card that does not count toward my attribute limit. Ooh, I'm going to take a physical damage. Uh, thanks for the tip. And and so that I can play an additional card. And in that case, I'm going to keep a good high card for now and, and play... Uh, but I still need... If I get a decisive success, he gets unconscious. So I'm still playing the 12. No, you, I, you, need to, you need to a critical success. Right. So I'm still, I'm, I'm still gain, going for as, much, as many points as I possibly can, and I'll knock him out in one go. So I'll play yeah. a 12 next, which brings me to 30. And now it is his turn. And I still, I still have the option to take my hit point of damage after he plays, right? Uh, yes. But Perfect. Uh, for a critical success, you must win by 10 points, with a court card being the last card you play. With a... Oh, a face card. Uh, by more than 10 points. So, I, uh, And he's at 24? 20. 20. 20. Oh. Yeah. So keep, keep yeah, the 12 fine. and play your next top, unless you have another core card. I have... Yeah, I'm not allowed to tell you what my cards are, but fine. I'm not playing my 12. I'll play an 11. Okay. <laughs> I'm at 29. 29. So he plays an 8, a total of 28. Ah, and I still beat him. And uh, now uh, I can play a... Oh, I still have to play a 10. Uh, oh, now I see. Because that's one over. 
uh, but that critically successes and knocks him out, right? If you play a court card, yes. Uh, 10 is a... Oh, no. 11 is. I'll play an 11. Okay. Well, you have always play a card. 11. Yeah, I, I see. You, you were like, why did you play a 1 at the beginning? Why are you playing all these 4s from the mooks? Like, because I know that the next encounter, I'm going to need all these 11s, 12s, and 13s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. I was a killer for those mooks. I was a mook killer. Their skin faints, and because he was going very fast with the uh, uh, iner- inertia? Uh, inertia. Inertia. Yeah, the inertia of the movement. He crosses against the wall. He basically starts bleeding from the the front of his head. Yeah. Success. All right, I, shoot him uh, again, just in case. Wait, wait. He he might be valuable uh, loot. We don't know anything about his species. They but they might pay us to get his corpse to dissect it or something. Isn't that the um the plot from Alien? And we, I don't want that. Yeah, we don't try. We don't try to monetize <laughs> an evil alien creature. We just kill them. All right, yeah, but but at least kill them in the way that that mucks up their body the least. <laughs> I'll let you handle that. What is that? Uh, I don't know. I I he becomes a blood donor for all of the blood <laughs> in his body. I find a syringe and a pump, and I just go to town. Okay, well you are discussing how to kill this guy. <laughs> Nadia and the creature are embraced and floating around aimlessly through the corridor. Basically, Nadia is us. Around his arms. <laughs> oh wait, yeah, Captain, <laughs> I go after her. You have to pick right. up, yes. All right, you get the captain. I'll just brutally murder this thing, and we can move on with our lives. Okay, I will go after the captain. He will brutally murder the unconscious creature. Yay! You can do the. You can exchange those. You so can bad. always kill Nadia and get the creature. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Yeah, we've we've got a new captain, and he's way more awesome than you were. <laughs> no, we just get confused. I was supposed to get one, kill the other. Which which one was which? <laughs> I don't know. Ron will slight you with his space lightning powers. I don't believe in God, so there, whatever. I'm an atheist. Okay, so you kill the creature, I guess, by shooting him in some place where the armor is not. Yes. Yes. Useful. Some sort of shivening. Maybe the eyes or something. Oh yeah, quite, quite disgusting. It will, it will, it will be an image that you will carry with you forever. Which, which I, I'll uh, just add it to the list of all the horrific images that can, won't stop replaying in my head from from this whole encounter. Yes. So you guys have uh, basically beaten up and killed and put into comas all the creatures in the ship. Uh, the power is back uh, on. And you're free to do whatever you want. You have a super large space writer. When the power is back on, you discover that the one of the uh, containers is broken. Uh, that's the one where the corvo was hiding, and then he came out because he couldn't detach it. And the other container, uh, the one uh, in which you found the creatures, had, had a hole in it. Basically, something broke a hole into the, the the cargo, and that's how the creatures came in. But there is no ship around for you to find. It, it's us from the future. Okay. We went through the wormhole. But the cargo has a lot of heavy machinery. The, enough the to make you rich for a lifetime. Ooh, 
score. Yes. I assume. And, well, and the captain's uh, yacht and oh, all kinds of good. Oh, great. Well, we we shove all the corpses and horrible stuff into deep <laughs> space. I assume. So that it doesn't come back mm-hmm. alive or heal uh-huh. or like doesn't have spores, and I, and I don't think we ever expose ourselves to the air <laughs> in this. And I oversee place all of this with my clipboard in hand. We'll we'll we'll, we'll keep ourselves in spacesuits, and and uh, somebody will brave the crazy machine that turns you into a spaceship to fly us back to our palace of luxuries that that we're is waiting for us when we sell all this crap. <laughs> well, if you wanted to sell it, but that's part of the story, I guess. That's right. Thanks for attending the RPG Academy and listening to our podcast. We do this out of love for the hobby and for you, our fans. This podcast and site content will always be free for you to enjoy and utilize. But we do have expenses related to the show. If you'd like to help out in any way, please visit patreon.com slash the RPG Academy and check out the rewards we are providing for your monthly pledges. We will use all funds that come in to improve the show and give you better content and quality. And if you don't have the coin to spend, don't worry. You can still help us out numerous ways. One, you can subscribe to our show on iTunes, or you can leave us a five-star review on iTunes or on Stitcher Radio. Also, if you clear your cookies and then visit Amazon or drive through RPG through our portal, we get a kickback from your orders, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Just like an RPG... Our site works best with open lines of communication. We love talking with our listeners about everything. Please contact us with any questions, concerns, and comments you have. We also love to hear feedback and experiences from your own games. You can email us via podcast at vrpgacademy.com, or you can reach us on social media such as Facebook and Google+. We are there under the RPG Academy. But Twitter is usually the fastest way to reach us. You can find my favorite co-host, Caleb G, at the Caleb G. And you can find my favorite co-host, Michael, at the RPG Academy. Thanks for listening. And as always, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. <laughs>